when he showed me the answer that he had provided a sacrifice for my sin, it just absolutely revolutionized me from inside. I was turned inside out. And the, the main characteristic of that whole thing, that whole period in my life was love. I knew God himself loved me. We were made for love, to give it, to receive it. And no wonder, because the God who made us in his image is love. Maybe this is why a husband's betrayal is so painful, because first and foremost, it is a sin and an offense against love. Kathy Gallagher joins us to talk about the love of God and why the knowledge of his love is crucial if a wife is going to find her way through the devastation of a husband's sin. Plus, Stephanie Ehrenberg testifies to the grace of the Lord even in the midst of difficult trials. Thanks for joining us on Purity for Life. Kathy, I know that God's love is very, very precious to you. I've heard you many times uh, almost dissolve in tears when you talk about the mercy and the love that God has shown to you. And I want to open up this discussion today by having you talk about that because our culture's definition of love or conception of love is so diluted that it's almost nothing like the real thing that uh, scripture portrays. Um, The Apostle John says, we love him because he first loved us. So in other words, it's what we see about Jesus and, and God and his love that creates this response of love in us. Can you talk about some of the things that God has shown you about his love? Let me count the ways. Um, I'm going to give you a sort of a backdoor idea of his love. Mm-hmm. My introduction to the Lord was him revealing to my young 18-year-old heart that I was a sinner. That was this God of love was convincing me that I was a sinner mm-hmm. on my way to hell. He mm-hmm. made that as clear as a bell. And I was tormented by that for many months. And um, and it came into my soul that I was lost. And he left me in that condition for months, feeling the weight of sin. That is the God of love that came to me. Mm. Um, that's not exactly what our idea of love is. But eventually, he brought the remedy. Um, mm. But so... When the remedy, which was Jesus Christ crucified for me after languishing for months, you talk about love, man. When he showed me the answer that he had provided a sacrifice for my sin, it just absolutely revolutionized me from inside. I was turned inside out. And the, the main characteristic of 
that whole thing, that whole period in my life was love. I knew God himself loved me. Mm. And I then loved him. Mm. It revolutionized me. It changed, It's still changing me. So, but in our nation, in the culture, love is such a cheap, meaningless thing now. You can love plants. You can love yeah. dogs. You know, you can love gravel in your driveway. Yeah, you can, right. I mean, you just, you can love anything, but that is not really... What that is not God's love. God's love is not that. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a life changing. Yeah. How? Who could describe what His love is really? Yeah. yeah. But I know what it did to me, and I know that the the greatest power on this earth is the power to transform a black heart, and that mm-hmm. was God's love, and that is God's love. I know that at times I've asked the Lord for something that I think will be a real blessing to my spiritual life, something that I really need, some revelation of himself or some grace that I want to grow in. And sometimes he answers me in a way that really doesn't seem like the blessing that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that in this moment in your life where God's love is revealing, is being revealed to you, that you really wanted to grow in that love. Mm -hmm. You wanted it to be more real to you, more consuming, that your whole life would be characterized by that love. Mm -hmm. And so then you've got this nightmare of a relationship (laughs) with your husband. That doesn't seem like the answer. But I'm wondering, what did you learn about God's love during that period? Well, there was a huge learning curve for sure, because like I have said before, what I expected was for him to fix everything, and that's that's mm-hmm. not what happened. Um, my expectations were very messed up, mm. and and my knowledge of God was very, very immature. I didn't know him well at all. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know him that well. All I had, all I knew about him was, <clears throat> yeah, the shallow love thing that's in in the culture, in in the human heart, you know, and, but his love is so other than, you know, other, otherworldly. Um, yeah. And, and it takes a long time to it took me a long time, I'll say it that way, to reconcile what he was allowing me to go through with the whole concept of God is love. Mm. Because my concept of love was not right. So I stumbled and groped in the dark like many people do because we, our expectation of that love is not necessarily what God is really like. Mm. Um, you know, we think about our children and how much... We love our children, and there isn't anything a mother wouldn't do for her babies. And God's love is like that, but his love is more pure and less selfish than that. And mm, mm. so he, he can apply alcohol to the wound because he knows that is what we need, and that is what he will give us. So... Mm. You know, when we try and compare a mother's love or a father's love even 
to the love that God has for us, I think that messes us up somewhat because mm-hmm. we're comparing human love to eternal love. Mm-hmm. Just had the thought that, you know, one day a lot of these mysteries are going to be unveiled to us mm-hmm. and we'll see maybe clearly for the first time the true nature of God's love. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I've I've often said to my husband, there are going to be so many surprises when we get to heaven. There mm-hmm. are things that, uh, well, it says in the scriptures, I think Paul said it, eye has not seen, ear has not heard the things that God has in store for those who love him. I think I'm mm-hmm. blending a couple of verses together there, but the gist <laughs> of it is, is there's a lot we do not understand yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a what a wonderful God to bear with us while mm-hmm. we're groping and... Mm-hmm. Uh, all the uncertainty and all the fear. I mean, so much patience and yeah. kindness to us in that in those times. Yeah, his patience is amazing to me. Mm. Just how long suffering he is. Such an example to us mm. of what it should look like. <laughs> yeah, if a woman has you know just had her world turned upside down, because I'm sure there's women who are listening that literally the discovery of their husband's sin is really fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you tell them about their walk with the Lord and seeking after him during this time? Well, I think probably because they're so broken and so devastated and so raw, the feelings and the emotions are so incredibly raw. Right now is the time it's such a precious time. I hate to say that when someone is suffering, but it is. this is the moment where you need to dive in with everything you have into the Scriptures and search for Christ. Mm. Search for God. Mm. Search for Him. Don't necessarily go looking for a Band-Aid mm-hmm. or a fix because you're not going to find it. Mm. God's wor- We can't con- make God's Word conform to us, mm. we have to be conformed to His Word, and we have to we have to internalize His Word and and get it into us what He's like. And I know I spent so much time looking for a verse or a something that would like nail it down for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that never happened for me. I didn't have that moment of man. I can hang everything on that. Mm. It actually ended up being over the course of many years of just, I was I was broken. I was absolutely broken. Mm. Even after Steve repented and was getting right, there was still so much brokenness in me. But in that brokenness, the word was going into me. Mm. It was so, I can't describe it. You know, it was just like I needed to be broken open mm. for the word of God to get into me. And so... Spending time, not looking for a fix, but looking for Jesus in the scriptures. And I'm telling you, through your brokenness and through that search, that hunger, that anguish, God will reveal himself to you bit by bit, line upon line, here a little, there a little. It's not going to come all at once. Mm -hmm. It comes in pieces. It comes in parts, but it comes. So... Just press into the Word of God, press into prayer, be a prayer. Get into a prayer habit, not a ritual, Mm -hmm. but a life, a fellowship with the Lord that is meaningful and real. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. When I hear you talk to women, and I mean, you're doing it now, you stress over and over that what is needed is a real relationship with God, primarily through his word and, and fellowship with him in prayer. And you know, when I think about women who are just wired for relationships, you know, unlike us men, um, <laughs> it would seem like that women would just so readily respond like, yes, that's what I need. But I don't know. It, it doesn't always seem like it's a whole lot easier for either men or women to decide that I am going to prioritize time with the Lord. Why is that? Because it's expensive. You know, it is. It's expensive. It costs something. You can, you know, you can jump in the car and drive to work and throw up some prayers. Um, mm. People do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all people can do. I mean, mm. again, I'll just share my own testimony. I realized I had to have time with him. And and I did violence to myself to make that happen. Mm. I did. I went against, I went against everything in me. I'm not going to go into the details of what I had to go through. I will say this. I, Steve and I both, actually it came from Steve, felt it acutely that we were supposed to give up television. And I'm like, yes, sir, right now, anything you say, I'm going to do. So we got rid of TV, and that cost us mm. because we grew up on TV like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And to not have that luxury or whatever you want to call it just – wiped out of your life that it cost us something and and the other um thing it cost was sleep Mm. i had to find time i had to carve it out somewhere so it's an expensive there's outlay you know yeah yeah. and but people i want to be gentle with this because i know there are a lot of young women with young children and i understand that that is not always feasible. Yeah. And I also believe, though, that there's a lot of grace from the Lord. He understands mm. that. It's not a lack of desire. It's it's just being a young mother. Sure. There are other women who are not um, maybe very disciplined by nature. I wasn't. I was not disciplined at all. I was a, off the chain, you know, in a <laughs> lot of ways. I was just a, kind of a wild child. <laughs> But I developed my own time with the Lord because I knew I needed to be with Jesus. And some people have a hard time just sitting in a room praying because you feel like you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. It takes time for that to to turn into an actual conversation with a living God. Mm-hmm. So don't grow discouraged mm-hmm. because you feel like you're talking to walls. Mm-hmm. He, this I say this every single day to the Lord. Father, I thank you because I know that you hear me when I pray, mm. and that is real to me. And that you say that over and over, and it will become real to you because you'll hear him hearing you. Mm. I don't know how to explain that either, but you know he's listening. And it's, yeah, it's powerful. It's just like, but it's a relationship that has to be developed like yeah. any relationship has to be developed. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was talking to the guys in the program uh, a few nights ago, and I was talking to them about um, developing a, a life of studying the Bible mm. and just encouraging them that probably for at least the first few years, studying the Word was very painful mm-hmm. <laughs> because 
it just continued to reveal to me yeah. how little I really understood mm. and how big this whole thing was. And I mean, you know, when, when God's word really comes home to you, it does a lot of tearing down. So this was not just every morning waking up and having coffee and Jesus. This was like <laughs> serious spiritual work that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, the, the rewards are just, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> we would do it for so many other things. Right. If we had a career, we right. would put four years into college and dedicate ourselves to, mm-hmm. to do well. I mean, how much more should we do that with this God that yeah. is the source of all things? Right. And that's what I'm saying about investment, you know, mm-hmm. and, but we want immediate payback, you know, yeah. and, and that's part of our problem is we want, we want to feel it now. We want to know yeah. it now. We want to have it now. And I'm just telling you that if you want to make any headway with the word of God and in prayer, you have to work at it. And mm-hmm. it's the same. It's not works. It's love. It's anybody that can feel like that this is works oriented and that it's not necessary yeah, I, I, I don't even know what to say to that because yeah. all I have ever known from the Lord, even through the most difficult, fiery furnace, all I've ever known from Him is goodness and loving kindness. And I know that much better now today than I knew 40 years ago. So it's just, if you want to know Him, you can know Him. I am Stephanie Ehrenberg. And the Lord has worked in my marriage to Greg for 25 years. We spent the first 12 years of our marriage full of fantasies and deceit and sexual sin. And we tried different ways to combat that with different types of counseling and increasing our Christian friendships and trying to decrease our worldly ones, but nothing we did really would bring lasting change during that time. Whenever I would wake up from my fantasy life and uh, be confronted with Greg's sin, I would police him more or make him leave, look at all of his accounts and all of his actions, but we weren't really in it together. After 12 years of marriage, during our second separation, the Lord brought Pure Life Ministries into our lives, and um, He began to change us in radically new ways. Greg was in the uh, Pure Life Live-In program, and I was doing Overcomers at Home. During that time, we both became deeply consecrated to the Lord, and we had fellowship together. We prayed together, we talked about what the Lord was teaching us, we read scripture together. It was completely different, a a different way of spending time and a different way of enjoying each other. And we were for the first time enjoying the Lord together. That's something we had never done before and it was wonderful. It's funny, when we were in the program, we thought of Song of Solomon 117, which says, the themes of our house are cedars. And we thought that meant for us that we would do Bible studies together and minister together to build those cedar beams. But God had a different plan, and that was that 
the adversity and the trials and the stormy seas after our conversion were really going to be the themes he used to build our house. So after Pure Life, we had poverty level employment and then a bankruptcy. We um, were led to homeschool our children and um, we got a great got a promotion to manager which wasn't actually great. And then we, he had no job for 21 months, so we had no uh, regular income for 21 months. So we have had constant health problems and we've changed churches several times. So it's just been one storm after another um, for these 12 years. But the Lord has used each one to strengthen us in Him and to increase our desire to love and serve each other for His sake, so that we can stand greater storms. And those actually have come in the last two years. My, my in-laws live with us, and um, so it's been wonderful to be together, but it's also been hard as, um, as we're going through living together and um, involved with other family members and some um, secret sins have come out on all of our parts. We're seeing how our own sinful attitudes and actions go back to our old ways. And we compare each other to other people or um, God has shown us how we have been wrong in our own thinking, our own attitudes. One thing that the Lord did recently though is he showed me Acts 27 and in that um, the Lord was just talking to me in my heart about how um, in this, these storms that I feel like are just coming one after another God is faithful to bring us through them together and we are to stay together and pray for each other through the storms. I can tell you a funny story. Um, for 2019, we wanted to send out a prayer letter or, you know, a thank you letter or a thankful letter, uh, just catching up with our friends. And, and so the only thing we could think of was a big old round face with a sour lemon in his mouth, like, ew, this year has been like sucking lemons. <laughs> because that's how it has been for us. It's been hard for us these last two years. But it's been good as the Lord is shaping us and molding us into His image. It's not the great prosperity that we hoped for or the great ministry that we hoped for or thought we would have, but it's it's the Lord digging in our hearts and opening the dark closets that we wouldn't let anybody see and exposing those things to the light. The Lord has caused us to pray together and to be together and to enjoy praying together and being together. And that is something that's very different from the beginning of our marriage. During all the trials that we've been through, the Lord has brought Greg and me together to pray. He's revealed his mysteries, those of, of the husband and wife being a picture of the church and Jesus, and how 
We are to lay our lives down for each other, for the other one to be built up, and for the Lord's glory. He's allowed us to pray together, and He's allowed us to pray together as a family, all five of us even, to pray together and, um, and to minister to each other, and then also then to reach out to our friends. When I first walked with the Lord, and uh, definitely during the time that I was in Overcomers at Home with Pure Life Ministries, I thought that our glowing ministry for the Lord would um, be the way that we would get to know the Lord more and the way to shine um, for Him more. But through the trials and the storms that we've endured lately, I've seen, and, and over these last 12 years after Pure Life, but, but really the last two years, I've seen where the Lord is making us into His image. He is creating in us a pure heart where it hasn't been pure before. And that is a much more glorious way to represent Him for us than, you know, if we had the things that I thought we should have. Kathy, the title of this episode is Seek First a Better Love. And like we talked about in the first part of this episode, that love is Jesus. It's, it's who he is. And you talked about when God's love is real to us, we change. And we start to pour that love out to other people. But it also goes the other way, that when all we see is what people have done to us, how deeply we've been betrayed and how difficult our lives are, that impacts the way we treat other people as well. Why Mm -hmm. is that? Well, (laughs) when a woman has been devastated by her husband's sexual sin. It's a, it, you know, we talk about resets a lot. That's, that's a buzzword we use. That is a reset. Hmm. When, when you find out that your husband has been unfaithful to you, that is a reset. What you thought you had is not what you have. Right. And so I will say this, and I hope that it's received in the spirit that it's intended, but so many of the trials, uh, I will (laughs) venture to say, all of the trials that the Lord allows to pass through our lives is to get at something in us. Out of the heart flow the issues of life. And there are things there. I'll say, I'll just share my own testimony. There were things in me. I had no idea existed. Yeah. And I found out when I was put to the test. So Mm. what was in my heart came out through the fire through the Mm. trial and yeah god just he just has a unique way of getting at us Mm -hmm. and yeah you know you can have all the arguments that i didn't deserve this i'm a good wife i'm this i'm that that's probably all true but there are other things from god's perspective from an eternal perspective that are yeah we're just so temporal minded and so earthbound we don't really have a, a great grasp on the eternal and God's eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
You know, all I can do is encourage women. I had to go through the same stuff and I just kept clinging to the goodness and mercy of God that he was mm-hmm. going to take me through it. And he knew what he was doing. Mm. That's, that's the thing. He knows what he's doing. And it's a faith issue. It just mm-hmm. boils down to faith. If a woman's listening and she's going through really, really difficult things and it is bringing to the surface a lot of the impurities, just like that refining of gold is just bubbling up all of the impurities. We certainly don't want to minimize the pain mm-hmm. that she's experiencing, but I think it is always really good to help someone assess if they are learning to respond in the right way. Could you, could you talk about how a woman could know if in the midst of this trial, she is learning to live out the love of God toward her husband? Well, man, it's, yeah, it's a tall order because right now she's not thinking that way. She's not really all that concerned about, am I living out the love of God? She's trying mm. to pick up the pieces of her own life. Okay. Um, I will say this, and... I say it again, I say it with a lot of gentleness and compassion because I know what it's like. When we are in idolatry, and that is what I was in, I was in idolatry. I was looking at my marriage and my husband to satisfy something in me Mm. that only God could satisfy. And so when the Lord starts tearing down our idols, the devastation and the ruin, it's just, it's so stinking painful. There are no words for it. So right now for the woman who's just discovering um, all of this about herself, about her husband, she's not really all that concerned about how much love she's showing to her husband right now. To be honest with you, a lot Mm. of these women would like to kill their husbands. (laughs) So, but a woman who has been with the Lord and is walking this way, quote unquote, this way, mm-hmm. um, she will know when she is not loving. You, mm. you just know that mm. there is vengeance in me, there's bitterness in me. And the way, I would say it this way, the way to deal with those things is to go against those things mm. and to do loving things, regardless of how you feel. Mm, mm, because okay. our feelings are so flighty, so up and down, so wishy-washy, and so untrue a lot of the time. Mm. But when we are commanded to love our neighbor um, and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself, that is something you do. It's not something you feel. It is something Mm -hmm. you do. So that's what I did. Again, I want to refer back to my own testimony. And I don't mean to set myself up as the paragon of, you know, how to do all this. I just know what happened and how the Lord helped me. But what I wanted to do was for Steve to just go away. I wanted to finalize my divorce with him. I wanted to go back to Prince Charming. Those were my feelings. That is what I wanted. I wanted Steve to pay. I wanted him to be punished. What I did was kept all that inside, and I was loving toward him. I was intimate with him when I did not want him to touch me. I went against what's natural, but it was my foundation for doing that was I knew what God had done for me. And 
I couldn't ignore that. I couldn't believe that about the Lord and be something so completely different than that. At least I had to try to be like that. Hmm. And there was grace for it. I, I don't know. There was just a lot of grace for me to get through that. And the reward eventually came. God, yeah, again, another powerful work in me five months into that whole process. Yeah, he just, he he rewarded me with mm. a heart of love for my husband. He rewarded me with respect for my husband. But I had to do the hard work, man. I had to walk that out. Mm. But he blessed me for it. And that mm. is the... That is the encouragement of the scriptures. That is what God is always going to tell you to persevere, endure, love the unlovable. That's what God is like. Hmm. One of the things that is really natural to all of us is that when things are difficult, it's just like, protect myself. You know, mm-hmm. y'all can just fend for yourself because I'm going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And like if a woman is going through this sort of thing, like you were saying, that she's just trying to pick up the pieces, mm-hmm. do you advise her to try to get her mind off of what she's going through by um, ministering to other people who are in need? Or where does that piece come in as she's, as she's dealing with this? Yeah, that's, that's a struggle for a lot of women. A lot of women naturally will just get out of themselves and go do for others. They're wired that way. There are others who are more recluse, more um, introverted, and have they're just stuck in the mire of what's happened to them. And it's very hard to get out of that. But it is a game changer. It really is. When you can get your eyes off of yourself, and off of what has happened to you. I mean, that's, a, I'm making a blanket statement, and I don't mean it to sound like never have a negative thought about what's happening to you. I'm yeah. not saying that at all. What I am saying, though, is when you get out of the pit of what your life is right now and reach out to other people, something happens. I'll just say it this way this is kind of the way um, I was taught many years ago, 30 years ago. This was told to me whatever mercy you have received, go and give that mercy away and it's going to come back. Mm. You're going to receive back what you give away. God is not going to let your tank get emptied. Mm -hmm. So when you're giving away, especially, I think this is true, when you're devastated, when you go and you minister out of your brokenness, Mm. that's when mercy Mercy is multiplied. It just is. It is the kingdom of God. That is the way the kingdom of God works. Hmm. That really does take some some faith. Yeah, it does. Because that's when everything in you is just saying, no one is as important as I am right now. Mm-hmm. And the whole self-care yeah. uh, mantra in our culture. And I, I know there's balance, but I know I've found for sure that self-obsession, it doesn't just keep you in the pit, it digs it deeper. It's the death of faith. Mm. It is the death of faith. And this whole thing that is out there now of coddling ourselves and putting ourselves first and nurturing ourselves could not be more anti-Christ 
I don't mean the Antichrist, but I mean not like what he is. Yeah. And it has done more to destroy the faith of so many people because God did not call us to serve ourselves. That's why I keep saying it. Get into the word of God. You won't mm. find the Lord coddling your flesh. Mm. But he's giving you the grace and the power and the love that comes from him. That's what he is like. You will receive that by faith. Mm. You know, when we begin to love people, it's really mixed. Mm. A lot of times we try to love, we know the command to love, and we do it, but there's just this reflexive thing inside of us that always has an eye on what am I going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do we learn to not do that? How can our love become more pure? I don't know that you can, I don't know that the focus should be that I don't do one thing, but I do another thing. I think the more that you grow in faith in the Lord, the more you become like him, Hmm. the more you're seeing what he's like and loving him for being that way. Hmm. We're being changed from glory to glory. We're growing faith to faith. And it's, it's not like do away with this and then get that. It's, it's more like the more you look at him, and the more you know him, the more you will become like that. You, mm. We're being conformed to his image. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. It's very much a relationship. And I know this is true of me and Steve, that compared to what we were like when we got married 40 years ago, we look alike, we sound alike, we talk alike, <laughs> we think alike. It's just become that way because uh-huh. we've gotten, gotten so used to each other and we're so acquainted with Mm. each other there's such an intimacy Mm. between us that we're becoming like each other and it's so much like that with Mm. the lord it just is the more you're with him the more you become like him well that's it for our show today but before we go for any wives who are listening i want to make you aware of a couple of resources that we have available Kathy Gallagher wrote a book called When His Secret Sin Breaks Your Heart, where she draws from years of experience counseling hurting wives and applies solid biblical counsel that will help women navigate this very difficult time. And secondly, we have a 12-week at-home program for wives. Each woman is paired with a certified biblical counselor who knows firsthand the pain of betrayal, but also the power and the mercy of God. If you'd like more information about either of these resources, just go to our website, purelifeministries.org. That's all for today. We'll see you next time. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org.